0: We're pleased to be joined by the longtime radio voice of the Timberwolves, Alan Horton. Alan, good to visit with you. It's been a while, I hope you're doing well. CVT, it's always good to talk to you, my man. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Um, I like that trade. And as more time passes, I I like the addition of Mike Conley. Now, granted, it it didn't pan out in the game against the Memphis Grizzlies last night, but this seems to be a good fit for the club. I think so.
1: I think the biggest difference um you know between Russell and Conley is the fact that you know at the at the crux of it at the heart of it um D'Lo is a score first point guard and and Mike Conley is more of a pass first point guard. And I think um I think with the weapons the Timberwolves have offensively and if you get Carl Anthony Towns back or when you get him back um he, 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 I think I think the um I think that pass first mentality, <clears throat> mentality of a point guard is what you need and um, so I think it was an interesting, it was an interesting trade. I think it had to be made, Steve, and for for this reason, I think plays a big part of it too. It's not just about uh, these final twenty five games or whatever it is, twenty three games, uh, only nine of which are at home, so a ton on the road. But it's not just about this season. It's if if you make the decision not to re-sign D'Angelo Russell, you can't just let him walk at the end of the year for for nothing. His his salary slot is important because the Timberwolves are in a position as a team where they're where they're an over the cap team. And you don't really have to understand it. I don't claim to understand the salary cap extremely well, but it, his thirty one million dollars salary you just don't get that to play with next year. You don't have thirty one million dollars next year if D'Lo walks to go find another point guard or to f- use that thirty one to acquire two or three different players with that money. Um, that money disappears. And so now you go into next year with no starting point guard and no real way to acquire one. Um, you'd have to make a trade and that means you're taking, you, you're taking one of your other pieces away and now you're behind in that piece. Um, so this bit trade made a lot of sense because it, it kicks the can down the road. Now you've got Mike Conley, who you know is a, is a good starting point guard in this league. Yes, it's not ideal that he's, 35 years of age and, and maybe not the player he was a couple of years ago, but he's still a serviceable, more than serviceable point guard. I don't mean to downgrade him at all, but you've all, you've got that secured for next year. Um, and you, you would have had this huge drop off in talent level. I mean, D'Lo has his pluses and minuses. Um, you could argue that till the cows come home, but if you, if you lose someone of his talent level, you just don't replace it. You can't replace it. You had to do something to kind of, um, secure your point guard spot for the following season and they did that and they did that with probably the best option out there um uh, that they could acquire in a, in a steady hand a veteran presence a guy who knows what he's doing especially at the end of games um you know there are a lot of pl- po- positives about about um about mike conley
0: yeah and, and you brought up the age as being one of one of the criticisms there there are some positives i've always liked him as a player and you retweeted something i was in for henry on thursday night uh when when all of the the trade stuff was swirling and this monster trade deadline in the nba and all these huge deals kevin durant to phoenix etc but about mike Connolly, he's never had a technical in his (laughs) career and and that alone is astonishing
1: yeah it is i i I think that does speak to his um his demeanor on the floor too and if if you heard uh, we interviewed him uh, before last night's game yes. against the Memphis Grizzlies, and it, you know, just in a three or four minute conversation, you can clearly hear that this guy is very intelligent, very well spoken, knows how to handle himself. Um, he's a father of three. He's married. He, you know, he's he's just he's got he, he's just he he's just experienced. You know, in in not only in basketball but in life, and I think that translates to the court and the fact that. That he doesn't have any technicals. He does have one slight blemish, though, Steve. He does have two flagrant fouls, um, but those have both come this year. And uh, probably back in the day, maybe five, ten years ago, a flagrant foul would have would have implied more. But I think um, I think you and I can pick up flagrant fouls these days. It, it, it <laughs> seems to be very loose with that call. It doesn't quite mean what it used to mean. So let's not. We won't hold that against uh, against Mike Conley.
0: And do you make a lot of this part of it that? what he could bring for still a really young player in in the Anthony Edwards and, and what Ant means to the Timberwolves' future, that that sure. Mike Conley's influence there could could be an intangible and a big positive?
1: No doubt, no doubt. Um, the more experienced and veteran type of leaders you can get on a team with, with some younger superstars, that's, that's always a plus. Um, and I think not only with the way he plays, he's going to move the basketball – Uh, You saw it a little bit last night, but I was really encouraged by that. I guess that first five or six-minute stint, and and in a 48-minute game, I realize that's not a long period of time, and it really went south after that. But um, it it was really encouraged early. I thought Rudy played a little more engaged. I thought the ball moved. I thought Mike Conley was able to find him a couple of times. Um, There was one play in particular where Mike just kind of zipped it inside, and Rudy had sealed off his man inside. He made the catch, and Rudy had three defenders on him, and then he was able to kick out and i think it was uh kyle anderson who knocked down a 3 and that you know I, I don't recall seeing that this year where i think mike knows and i asked him before the game about you know specifically in the pick and roll but i think i think overall he said it did take about a half a year for 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 him to kind of he and rudy to get on the same page and and rudy's a very unique player and it does take time for that to come together um but i think you've got a foot in the, already ahead of things with 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 mike coming in and having that history for the last 3 years with Rudy, But I, I, think, I think it's that ball movement that's going to benefit Ant, and I think Jaden McDaniels, too, because Jaden doesn't really create on his own. He thrives off of ball movement, off of cuts. Um, everybody gets moving. That benefits Jaden McDaniels, puts him on the move, becomes very difficult to defend. That's a that's guy I'm going to keep my eye on to see how much he's benefited um, from, you know, because D'Lo scored more. Mike Conley doesn't score as much. There are five more shots a game available. Who's going to take them? Probably Anthony Edwards, and hopefully Jaden McDaniels, is another guy that's going to get uh, going to get increased shots, and then you bring that leadership um, into the locker room. And with Ant being right next to Mike Conley, at least on the road, uh, their lockers right next to each other. I think there's there's a great um, hope that 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 he can influence Ant in all the right ways in the locker
0: room. Alan Horton joining us on the John Schuster coldwell Banker Hotline. Timberwolves back at it in Big D against the Mavericks on Monday night. Tip-off show at 7 with Cal Allen with all the play-by-play after 7.30. And, of course, before and after the game, Henry Lake returns here on News Talk, A3O-WCCO. Speaking of ants, some good news. A video at Timberwolves.com was cool after shoot-around. Chris Finch made the announcement and – uh, the players were very happy for Ant getting that call hmm. to the All-Star game.
1: Yeah, it was neat. You don't see Chris Finch get a call during a shoot-around very often. With PR <laughs> uh, people pulled him over, and it was Tim Conley on the phone. So Tim Conley uh, relayed to Chris Finch that Ant had become an All-Star, and then at the end of shoot-around, uh, as they gather up as they normally do, uh, Chris Finch uh, you know, said, hey, we've, you know, we acquired an All-Star in Mike Conley, but we got a second All-Star now, and I, I, he did not mention – that Carl Anthony Towns has been an all-star and Rudy Gobert has been an all-star, but uh, and that confused Ant a little bit, but he meant that uh, the NBA, the league called and Ant's an all-star. And so the, the team really responded well. It was a fun moment. Um, and I think we all thought it was in play. I, I just think he gets rewarded for not only his spectacular play, but the, he was obviously uh, upset that he didn't get the nod when the reserves were announced, but he handled it the right way, Steve. And, and eventually those things work out. And we've seen that, I've said this that it worked out with Kevin Love. It worked out with um, with Carl, uh, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns. It's it, oftentimes you have to go through this this sort of ritual or, or, or um, you know going through getting snubbed once before you break through. And then once you break through, guess what? You're there every single year because that's what happened with Paul George. Um, and we played a guy last night, Jaron Jackson Jr., who I still think look, he's a he's all star level player. So is Paul George, but. They missed 33% of their games. That's, that's yep. a tremendous number. I, I just think that, that has to play a major factor in what you're talking about, especially when you're comparing two guys that have roughly the same numbers like Paul George and Anthony Edwards. Uh, Ant's played in every single game. Paul George has been out for whatever the reason, whether it's rest or injury or injury maintenance or whatever you want to, you know, whatever, whatever it's been. You haven't been available, and I think that should hurt players. I, I just don't. I, 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 think that, uh, I think that should be a criteria that's factored in more.
0: And Alan, you know, the the Timberwolves have been able to hang in there and stay in the mix in the NBA's Western Conference. D'Angelo Russell is a part of it, but Anthony Edwards has certainly been a big key to that.
1: Yo, no, no doubt. I mean full. he's Yeah, he's um he his numbers have gone up and I think Steve that he's just you can see it sometimes doesn't even show up in the box score, but I just think he's learned the nuances of the game. Um, you know, when to make certain decisions, when, when to kind of get players involved, when to try to make something happen yourself, recognizing the moments in the game and what is called for stuff that doesn't always show up in the box score. I um, have to become better and better at that. And that's, that comes with a leader. I mean, that's being the leader of the team and having the ball in his hands more. He's, he's handled that responsibility. Well, so his, his path has just been one of improvement for three straight years. It's just, it's really, if you were to graph it on a chart, it would just be this straight line diagonal going upwards. It's been, um, it's been really tremendous. Um, and, and whatever little hiccups there have been along the way, and there've been a few, you know, you look to the playoffs last year and uh, you know, gambling on that uh, steal that he didn't get against John Morant in game five and Morant hits the layup and, and, and the Timberwolves basically lose the series. Um, those things, if, you, if you're a great player, those things fuel you, fuel you in the future and make you a better player. And I think, um, you know, we saw that a little with Jaden McDaniels this year. He missed a big clutch time three that would have won the game against Utah. But then he comes back a couple of games later, and he knocks down two of the biggest shots late in the fourth quarter to give the Timberwolves a win. Um, so I, I think there are a couple of players on the squad. When you're young, you have to kind of go through those moments. And it's kind of like what Ant went through to get to the All-Star game. You have to kind of get through the rejection first before you get through to the success. Um, and I and I think Ant's just been absolutely tremendous.
0: And uh, one final thought on Ant, the NBA All-Star Game needs kids like this that play the game oh. with great joy and enthusiasm. It'll be a shot in the arm for that event.
1: It will be. There's no doubt. I mean, once the once the whole world gets a taste of Ant, they're just going to be you, – yeah. you're fascinated by them. And just watching him shoot around yesterday when he was meeting with the, about six of us there afterwards talking about – getting to the All-Star game, you, I mean, his face was just ear-to-ear smile. He was just, you, you, you could see, it was oozing happiness out of him. And when he's got that kind of look and that glow, you're just like, I'm so happy for this guy. He's just, he's just awesome, and he's just this physical specimen. He plays the game at such a high level, and you're, you see the hard work that he puts in. And, um, yeah, you just couldn't be happier for him. And that's why his teammates reacted the way he did. He's been a great teammate. All his guys love him, and they couldn't be happier for, for his success.
0: All right, Cap. Um, there, there's still no timetable for his return, and we're running out of games here in the regular season, and that that is a big one f- for this team, and postseason hopes if, if the Timberwolves are able to get into the postseason, whether it's in the play-in tournament or ultimately get into the top six. Nevertheless, Cat's return is huge.
1: It is. It is. They need him, um, and it's going to be a little bit of adjustment when he does come back to work him back in and and, and
0: kind of go through,
1: hopefully on a much smaller scale, that what the Timberwolves went through to start the season, how kind of up and down it was. Um, some good nights, some bad nights, some nights where everything looked good, other nights where the starting five just couldn't gel together. And um, so when he does come back, you're going to have some of that. But you're right. There's so few games left that uh, you can't afford to give him you know, just kind of 10 or 15 game stretch where you get, where you're trying to work it out because if you're trying to work it out, well then uh, that may come at the cost of winning games, which you can't afford to do and still reach the postseason. So, um, you know, he's on the road trip. Cat has been on the road for the first time since he hurt the calf. He's been working out uh, pretty much on his own. He's not in team activities or anything like that. So it's, it's a small step in the right direction. Um, hopefully over all-star break, he gets more rest and more treatment Gets that thing to 100%. And, uh, you know, the last thing they want to do is bring bring him back early um, and have a, a more major setback that would obviously end his season. Um, kind of like Jordan McLaughlin. They brought him back a little bit too soon. He missed five games with the cap, or he injured it, and then he missed 30 games. That's, uh, that's not the path you want to go down. So, um, you know, there is no timetable, but you certainly hope that this just being on the road and being around his teammates um, and then doing a little more work and a little more and then being reacclimated into the team. Uh, that this is the first step in the in the right direction.
0: You you sent out something earlier today that caught my eye and and you're always putting things out there where it's like wow that that, that that's a great number. No one in the NBA has played more games than the Timberwolves. They're going to get know. a break going into uh the this this all-star shutdown. So a, a pretty light week. You got Yeah. The Dallas game on Monday and then the things get a little easier for the team.
1: Yeah, so they have played 59. Last night was their 59th game. Them and the Clippers have each played us 59 games. But you know, when you're at home for a long time, all I can think about, well, that just means you're on the road more. When you're on the road a ton, it means, well, that just means home games are coming up. And when you're playing a lot of games, guess what? That means you know other teams have to catch up, and you're going to be having some more time uh, between games. And so after this busy stretch, uh, the Wolves right now are in a span where they play two games in six days. Uh, That's. That's a ton of time uh, going right to the All-Star break. Then you have the luck of having a home game outside of the first game back after the All-Star break. Sometimes that road game, if it's a road game, that means you have to cut, your, cut everything short. You've got to fly to a city. A lot of guys just join the team there. It's a little disjointed. But having two home games on the front end and back end of All-Star break is ideal. Um, and today, was Steve, was, was their, just their third practice since Christmas. Now, they do shoot arounds, They do walkthroughs. But those are kind of on game days. Um, those are lighter kind of workouts and just working up a little bit of a sweat. A practice is a true practice where you don't have a game that day. And so this is only the third time since Christmas they've been able to get that work in. And that, and that tells you how busy the schedule has been. They're just You have to balance uh, wanting to practice with giving guys rest so that they're in peak form when the games do come up.
0: All right, Monday night in Dallas against the Mavericks will will it be against Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic? I guess we don't I know. Think so. I think so.
1: I think Luka's supposed to play tonight Dallas is uh, playing another game in Sacramento tonight and so we'll have a better idea later tonight but I think Luka's going to make his return tonight against the Kings and if then that goes well if the heel comes out of it pretty good then he'll then he'll obviously be available for Monday night but the the Dallas is coming off there there is a thing in the NBA and you've seen this through the years with the Wolves when you go on a long road trip that first home game after a long road trip um, is always tricky in this league. And the Wolves have the – not only do they get some rest between these two games against Dallas and Washington, but they also have the rest advantage against both those teams, which means they played more recently than the Wolves did. And that's a, that's a real thing um, when you have the rest advantage. They, you know, The Wolves flew after the game last night uh, from Memphis to Dallas, got a practice in here today. They're going to practice in tomorrow. They'll get a shoot-around on Monday. Uh, so they're really getting acclimated here to Dallas. And Dallas, I believe, probably won't fly out after the game. Uh, they'll probably fly home on Sunday and have to turn around and play Monday night. So that might be a real advantage, uh, whether whether Luca and Kyrie are both in the lineup or just one of them. Um, guess what? There's only one basketball. So, And hopefully they fight over who gets it. So <laughs> right it's, sure. it's going to be really interesting to see.
0: Yeah, good that the Timberwolves were able to get into the gym and – uh, get uh, Mike Conley into the mix uh, with 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 his new team. Alan, always yeah. great. Uh, enjoy your work all season. It goes without saying hey, you do an outstanding job.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the listeners,
0: and uh, we got we got a
1: little ways to go. I don't think we're done yet.
0: All right, there he is, Alan Horton, the voice of the Timberwolves. Next game Monday night at Dallas. Tip-off show with Cal at seven. Alan Horton with all the play-by-play. Henry Lake before and after the game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? <laughs> it's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.